so I was uh, I was living with Mason and uh, in Kamloops uh, in this really nice apartment that I owned. It was a two-bedroom place. Mason was renting out the other room, and it had a beautiful view of Kamloops. Um, even though it was only on the third floor, but on the bottom level, like the the parking lot dropped off, and then everything from there on seemed to be on a downward hill. So the view was spectacular. Like you felt like you were in a a skyscraper, even though you were only in a three-story building. It was pretty sweet. But um, one day, one day I came home from work. I believe I was working at the video store, and I came home, and Mason had this black widow in a in a spaghetti jar like a long skinny tube of a jar and I was obviously like whoa what do you got here and uh, he told me that he found it he saw it on my bed he saw it walking across my bed um, we had this bathroom the bathroom was one of those bathrooms that you could get to from the, either the master bedroom or from the hallway. And so he went into the bathroom and the door into the into the master was open and he, he said he saw this black widow walking across my bed. And it was a really big black widow. Um, we, we nicknamed it Jolene because Jolene is the name of my ex-girlfriend who I had recently broke up with. So the name of this poisonous spider, um, naming this poisonous spider after my ex-girlfriend seemed appropriate. So we named it Jolene and this spider was really beautiful. Like I've never described a spider as being beautiful, but it was very large and very shiny and having the time to really inspected and stare at it like we spent a long time looking at it and we really b came to appreciate this really beautiful spider like the way that she moved was so elegant and she was so big and shiny like and very clean looking she looked like like a black porsche or like a like a european like sports car like very well structured and like a very modern design like um very beautiful but one day Mason Mason would always bring home like flies and stuff for her to eat. Um, but one day he brought home a brown widow, which is a a male version male black widow. Black widows are female, brown widows are the male version. And so the next day we looked in the spaghetti jar and the brown widow was gone. Meaning, of course, that the black widow and the brown widow fucked, and then the black widow ate the brown widow, because that's what they do, I believe. In this case, it was what they did. I'm not sure if that's the norm, if that happens every time. It's pretty crazy if, that, if that's how it goes down in the, in the black widow scene. But you would think that if, if that happened, then there would be a lot more black widows than brown widows, which I guess might be true. Anyway, the black widow f 
fucked the brown widow and then ate it. And then about, it must have been about a month later. This is a quite a long time ago, so some of the details are a bit blurry. But about a month later, we woke up and we looked in the little spaghetti jar and we saw that there were hundreds of tiny little baby spiders, black widows. But they were just tiny, tiny specks, tiny little babies, hundreds of them, like lots. And um, yeah, so obviously that was a little bit like creepy. Um, you know, having hundreds of baby little black widows in your uh, living room. And it became, it became impossible to feed them because like before Mason would, or Mason and I, I think Mason usually fed them, but he would put like dead flies or whatever, like into the thing, the, the, the cover of the spaghetti jar was covered in saran wrap with some tiny little like breathing holes. Um, and he would like put food, he would open up the saran wrap and put food in. And uh, you could do this pretty easily when there was one nice big one that you could see clearly at the back of the jar. But now with like hundreds of little specks, it was like too, obviously too dangerous to open up that saran wrap. Like if one got out or a couple got out, you'd have a black widow walking around your apartment, which of course is they are um, poisonous. You don't want to get bit by a black widow. So long story short, we couldn't feed her or them anymore. And we we kept the jar a couple weeks there with the babies in it. And eventually I was kind of like, Mason, you got to get this shit out of there because it was just creepy. And I was really paranoid that one or a few of them were going to get out. So I was like, dude, you got to get rid of those black widows. So after a week of me pestering him, I came home one day and the and the jar was empty. Actually, I think the jar was just gone. It wasn't that the jar was empty. It might have been that the jar was gone. Not very important, but So I asked Mason where where did you put them? What did you do with them? And he said, "Don't worry about it." And I was like, fuck you, where did you put them, you know, I really wanted to know, obviously, like, what the fuck did you do with the hundred black widows in that spaghetti jar, dude, and he's just like, don't worry about it, man, don't, don't worry about it, and he never told me where he put them.
Yo, 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 yo. What is up? It's been a little while since I've done a podcast. So I'm home alone on a Sunday night. Home alone with the two little free, free dudes. One, one girl, one guy. Little free creatures that I share a living quarters with. It is 9.06. And I... You know, usually Sundays are kind of this bittersweet thing where you got the day off, but you know that you have to go to work tomorrow. So sometimes Sundays just aren't as good as Saturdays for that reason. But this isn't a normal Sunday for me. I was laid off from my job on Wednesday. So I... Am unemployed at the moment. Let's drink to that. I'm sipping on a, a vodka and orange juice. Don't worry, it's only my first. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that unemployed, wasted guy going on about how the world dealt me an unfair hand. No, nope, I'm totally sober. And so, yeah, I worked, I worked at this place for three years, um, and I was unexpectedly laid off on Wednesday, which was pretty crazy. It was a really, really <laughs> unique experience, to say the least. Like, it was a very weird way that I felt, a very unique way that I felt. It was very surreal, like I couldn't even believe that it had happened, because it was totally unexpected, and... Um, just wasn't expecting that to happen, but I've wanted it to happen for a, for a long time. Like for the last at least year, I have I've wanted to uh, to do new things. Like I've just wanted to experience new stuff. I I did a couple job interviews. Um, while I was there, while I was still working there, um, nothing, uh, I didn't get the jobs, obviously, so I just kept working there, and for a really long time, I just, uh, like, I was comfortable, you know, I'm sure a lot of people out there can relate to this, I was comfortable at the workplace, but I just knew that there were better things out there, things that were better suited to me and what I want to do, and things that would excite me a lot more, um, I don't want to go into too much detail about what what we did at the company um, because I signed a non-disclosure agreement and I'm not supposed to talk about it. And it's boring anyway, but long story short, I just wasn't that enthusiastic about what the company was doing. I didn't feel like it was, it was something that was for the future. I, I felt like we were catering to dinosaurs and, and it was not the most progressive company. But that said, 
I learned a lot of stuff while I was there, and it was a pretty decent three years. I hung out with some very cool people and uh, learned a lot, and I am happy for it. I'm grateful for that experience, but I am so stoked to be forced into seeking out something new. And I've got four months, four weeks of severance. So although I am unemployed, I am still getting a paycheck, which is pretty awesome. Um, I'll be getting a paycheck for the next month. Um, yeah, I'm really excited that I've been forced into into this experience. I have to admit that you know, a part of me is a little bit a little bit stressed. I mean, my safety, my security blanket has been removed from me and or my bubble, the little bubble that I've been living in for the last few years has kind of been lifted and I'm forced to seek out once again where I'm going to make my money, and how I'm going to pay my mortgage and put food on the table and all that jazz. And it's something that I've been just taking for granted. But I'm not really that stressed out. Like the first day after I got laid off it was a pretty dark day, but it, it was like 50-50, like really just bad fear. Like I would just look at, at Carly and just go, ah, ah. Um, but then the other half of the time was spent like enthusiastically talking about things I can do and and how I this really is what I wanted and I'm happy that it happened although it's hard it's really weird like not a lot of things happen that you you want them to happen and you've known for a long time that it's the best thing for you but at the same time it's really scary that that it's actually happened it's like oh geez now I have to actually uh, like figure it out you know, which I know I'll do. Um, I've been, ever since I got laid off, um, I've been trying to like manage, like I'm just trying really hard to be positive. I'm trying really hard not to like, because there is two sides of this coin, you know, there's the stress of having that security blanket removed, but there's the excitement of going and finding something new. And the stress really, it really isn't that bad. I mean, like I said, I have severance for a month. If at the end of the month, if I don't have a job, I can go on EI. And uh, I'll just need to really cut back on on my expenses, which I've already done and which feels really good. It feels good to, to, uh, to be broke, even though I'm not broke, but I'm just kind of pretending that I'm broke because I might be really broke in a month so it's better off to like pretend that I'm broke now so I'm less broke in a month um, so me and my wife are really cutting back on on crap that we used to not think twice about like we used to eat out quite a bit get Starbucks and shit like that pretty often and now um, it's like no, we'll just eat at home. We'll just 
have a nice cheap dinner at home. And uh, funny, it's like I'm I'm appreciating I'm appreciating things in a whole new way. Like it seemed like as soon as this happened, my feelings towards everybody else changed. Like I feel very tolerant of people like little things like I used to be like going down the elevator and the elevator would stop at a floor to like pick someone up and in the back of my mind I'd be like ugh fuck just take me down like I obviously I wouldn't be like pissed off at this person but I'd feel this like ugh like kind of resentment like I just wanted to get down and now we have to pick up this guy but little things like that like I don't I don't feel any kind of any little resentment towards people like it's I just look at everyone and I'm just like happy and I feel like really humble um, uh, I feel really good really excited so to deal with the situation I've, I've I'm working out every morning not for too long for like half hour 40 minutes and then I'm working I've been working on my portfolio every day um, putting it about eight hours a day into my portfolio and it should be I'm hoping to have it finished and live by Thursday maybe Friday at the latest but this week and then I'll be posting or yeah po uh, applying to jobs I figure I'll be applying to full-time jobs and freelance jobs and take what well not whatever I can get but try to find some good stuff some stuff that sounds legit and yeah start my my job hunt and uh I'm excited to experience a new world out there without that weird place that I was going five days a week for the last three years. It's like, it's kind of like I got broke, broken up with by a girlfriend, it's sort of the feeling, but like, I've, I've been wanting to break up with the girlfriend for a while, so like I'm happy that it happened but at the same time it's like oh you don't want me uh even though I didn't really want her it still hurts that she doesn't want me but I'm happy to be out so there's like the two sides of the cone it's like your stupid ego hurts um but you're happy that it happened so it's all good man it's all good. It's exciting. Yeah. You know what are awesome? Birds. Birds are awesome. They're little creatures that fly in the air. That's pretty awesome. 
They can fly, man. Imagine just being able to like flap your arms and just take off in the air. That would be incredible, man. But you know what else are awesome? And I picked up some of these from ShopTask, Canada's largest inline skate shop, who actually just recently opened up a new store in Toronto. But anyway, I bought something from ShopTask. These cones, like blade cones. Like, have you ever seen, if you've never seen it, like go on YouTube and search like cone skating. And people just do like crazy stuff on cones. It's like a different breed of rollerblader. They skate in, like obviously skates with bigger wheels and they just have crazy control and they basically dance and weave through these cones. But uh, I went for a session with Leon like a couple weeks ago and I showed up and he just had some cones set up and he was just jamming these cones. And I ended up having so much fun just like, um, just like weaving and just inventing like different, different moves and stuff. Like I could go through the whole thing fakie on one foot which is like a super cool feeling and I learned, I kind of learned the like weave where you straddle one, weave the second, straddle the third, weave the fourth, like back and forth, back and forth. And which is sort of hard to do in aggressive skates because they're so wide, but I could still, I could still do it. And uh, my skates, my wheels are like hockey rockered so I can turn really fast. It's just such a good feeling to like weave through the cones it just feels really good to do it like as fast as you can and you get into this rhythm and it's it almost puts you in a trance it's like really fun um and obviously really good exercise uh it's basically i was thinking about it and it's basically like like a moving yoga pose like you're 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 posing this like weird thing and you're just like controlling your body and moving in and out of something um but your body is like staying still but you're moving it's interesting uh so hey my cat seems to think he can go in the sink get down from there we're so yeah these cones are sweet i've only i've only done a couple sessions but super super fun and I can't wait to really uh, get get some mad control on my blades with these cones. Um. Hmm. I think that might be it. Um, I know that was short, but. Uh, I have been a busy, busy man, so a lot of my energy has been going towards uh, my portfolio and getting my getting my life together. Um, so frivolous things like podcasts, I haven't had as much time to to gather ideas for. So this one's going to be short, but I'll try to do another one in not too long and let you know how things are going um, fun
fall is in the air and big changes are upon us and it feels fucking good feels good to be a free man on my way to whatever it's awesome um, when you do the same thing day in and day out something in you just goes to sleep something in you just yeah we got this figured out let's just nap and you get in that mode of just taking taking it for granted and then when when that vanishes into thin air and that just isn't your life anymore uh, this part of you fucking wakes up and it's a really powerful dude who is just sleeping when when everything's going cool but as soon as things get shaken up a bit that that bear comes out of hibernation and fucking I can feel that bear inside me he's he's got a lot of energy because he's been asleep for a long time and he is stoked to be awake he is having a coffee some scrambled eggs he is getting ready and he's stoked to go outside into the sun